All right. It's Fat Tuesday, and you're listening to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Who are you? I'm not fat. I'm big bone. <laughs> I'm heel hippie, and I'm feeling skinny. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah, it's Fat Tuesday, so uh, we're going to give a shout-out to EK, who's uh, partying it up down in New Orleans. If he's doing it right, do you think he could uh, understand us? He should be about three to four sheets to the wind by now. I know he's not listening. I call, he called me earlier telling me about all the fun stuff he's been doing. Nice. Ridiculous shit he's been buying, delicious food he's been eating, <laughs> amazing music he's been hearing. Oh, it's I like, bet. yeah, I bet it's a great time. Uh, I, Live I, it up, bro. I'm glad you got a little vacay. Yeah, I haven't been to uh, Nolan since I was 18. And You know, you can enjoy it at 18, but you yeah. can't enjoy it as much as you can when you're a little and, older. And you could drink at 18. It, no. At that, no, when no. you were 18? When I was down there, they had just changed the oh, That's law. right, they had just changed it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, that's right. But I can still remember walking on the Bourbon Street and thinking to myself, okay, I'm not quite sure what all the fuss is about. And then looking up and seeing a naked woman swinging across Bourbon Street on a trapeze, and I'm like, okay. I get it now. I, I'm in love. <laughs> I get it now. I get it. Oh, uh, Intro, greetings, and weekends. How was your weekend, bro? We're in our lame-ass, we're, we're freezing to death. And oh, man. We're not partying and getting seeing boobs all week no long. No boobies, no. But I have been watching a lot of uh, stupidity on uh, YouTube. Oh, there's so many. So much. So many. And, like, I've been watching these dumbasses uh, open, quote-unquote, Dybbuk's boxes, which are supposed to be boxes that contain demons, and, and you can tell... Well, 99% of this shit is scripted or opening uh, dark web mystery boxes. Yeah. And it, it's, it's all scripted. But there was this one. If I'd buy that this one wasn't scripted, and this, because this cat who was, you know, he was playing that he was a little nervous, right? Right. But when there was something in the box that completely freaked him the fuck out, he went full on millennial and he's across the room away from the box and he pulls out his phone and he calls his mom really and he's like mom there's there's a body part in here i need you to call the cops what no no i can't call him can you just call him please i need you to deal with this wow i'm like Whoa. and he posted that video <laughs> he posted that fucking video oh wow of a grown-ass man breaking down calling his mom and trying to have her handle this shit for him i don't know if and was... it all turned out to be a plastic rubber toy <laughs> Really nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. I think that if if I were like doing stuff like vlogging or just doing stuff like like filming everything I was doing, mm -hmm. there would be moments where I'd be like a spider crawls across my hand, and I, Whoop! you know, I, get, <laughs> I I have that moment of weakness and let out a girly scream, right? You know, and I think I'd still be like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking post that. Yeah, <laughs> that, guy, that might get a million hits. It might. Like, yeah, that madman. He's such a tough guy. It was like, nope. Nope. And um, this didn't happen. Well, no, it happened on Friday, but so not technically the weekend, but close enough that I'm going to include it. I uh, include it. I now know how uh, Mary and Pippin felt when they were in the forest and saw the ants. Okay. At work, uh, they were planning on widening the road that's leading back to the school because it was literally a gravel road. These people had some nice houses back in the country. Then the uh, government come in, took some land, and decided to build a school back there. I feel sorry for these guys. But we left for lunch on Friday. And as we're coming back, we're about a par five away from 
where the road turns back to where the school's going to be. And I look at the treetops, and all of a sudden, this treetop starts swaying and moving across the horizon. I'm like, what the fuck is that <laughs> shit? <laughs> and it's just... And it moved for, i, I got to oh. say, at least uh, 60 yards. Were you excited? I was like, I was about to fucking crap myself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it fell over. I'm like, oh, okay. I know what that is. I feel better now. I feel better now. <laughs> and it was just one of those big old bobcats that's got the saw at the bottom and the clamps up top where they right. can cut it and catch it and carry it. But, but from the top, it looks like it's, it's moving. Yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't see that from where we were at. Yeah. Was, all you saw was that tree just moving its way across the horizon. <laughs> and not knowing it was coming, it was just, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, the ants are starting a war with us. They're going to start throwing rocks. I've seen them do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I've seen him do it in CGI. <laughs> Don't piss off the ends. Don't right? piss off the ends. Don't fucking uh, break the dam and release the river. Well, I think it's like if you saw that and you thought for a second, it's like, oh shit, we've really pissed off nature now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've seen enough horror movies. And, yeah, that's what started going through my mind, especially knowing what we've done to this planet. I'm like, oh, fuck. Hopefully they know I'm on their side. <laughs> And then there's going to be some guy who never saw Lord of the Rings, and he just saw the happening. He's like, don't breathe, don't breathe. You know, yeah. <laughs> got to get out of here. The wind's uh, blowing. Dust mask, I need dust mask. Where's some dust mask? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Your weekend sounded more interesting than mine. You know? Just, you know, I'm doing YouTube commenting on YouTube videos and stuff like that. Right on. Hey, I got in some trouble. We'll, I'll, we'll come back around to that. But uh, talking shit. You know, drink, drinking and watching YouTube videos and then commenting on them. Um, you get some weird, because, you know, I get Interactions. a Yeah. I, you know, you, you get a little drunk and you're a little rude and stuff like that, like I tend to be. And was it you or was it Barry? It, it, it's a little column A, little column B. 10-4. All right. Because there's a point when my drinking, when I, uh, uh, I just, I don't care anymore. And so, um, and, and then I get stupid ideas. Like I found a, uh, a video I uploaded to my, uh, what's that, uh, Google Drive. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, I beat Civilization Three on Monarch this weekend. Right on. I don't remember it. And so I took a, <laughs> I took a video of it when I did this because I think I was in the presence of mind to know. It's like, I'm not going to remember this. So I took a video of the, uh, the summary screen where it shows like city form, city form, this and it's like you took that city, took that city, mm -hmm. and so forth. And I was, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember that game. <laughs> um, but then I realized, I was like, why the hell would I upload it to Google Play? Did I plan on like putting it on my YouTube channel? I think I might. Might as well. Well, it's funny because I think Barry, uh, Chan uh, Barry Sanchez beats Civilization on Monarch. And that was the first time I ever done it. I, you know how long I've had that game? No. <laughs> Too long, man. I bet. And I still got two more difficulty levels to go. Anyway, that's what I did this weekend. Super boring. <laughs> Super hey, you know, boring. But what's impressive is the fact that you had enough presence of mind to know in your blackout state that you were in your blackout state and you needed to uh, record this for prosperity. See, um, I've, I've talked to other uh, uh, people who say, you know, there's little things that like little drunk tests so you can't get online. And you can download an app that like gives you a drunk test to see you're too drunk. And it's, all, it's like, it's all based on memory and reaction speed. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to beat it. Yeah. I'm going to beat it every single time. That's just how this brain works. Mm -hmm. You know, even, even when I'm like three sheets to the wind, I still, I get a lot of writing done at that point. I don't know how many, 
uh, that Ravings of a Madman book I got on Amazon. Uh-huh. Look for that for on Amazon. It's downloadable. Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. Um, most of that I was like a happy discovery in the morning. You know? <laughs> oh, look. The elves have came. Like, well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's like I'd start writing two paragraphs, and the next thing I know, I come wake up in the morning, I look back at the, uh, what I've written, because always edit sober. Mm-hmm. Always edit sober. Write drunk, edit sober. <laughs> Tips from a writer. Isn't that what Hemingway said? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, I think it was Hemingway. Uh, yeah, but then I, I was just like, wow, I thought I only had like two paragraphs of that. Apparently, I went on for three pages. Nice. On the dangers of shopping carts. I don't. Because that can happen. Interesting. Well, like I said, edit when you're sober. <laughs> <laughs> edit sober. <laughs> you don't know how many things I took out of my Madman's notes for this show. Because I was like, uh, it's about nine beers. It's like after about nine beers, then it's just like, stop writing. That's, that's, that's what I did this weekend. Um, so I don't know if you remember last week, uh, I had a little PSA, the public, public service, service announcement yeah, about, about the gangs. gangs. Yeah. Uh, so and those public firemen, fucking assholes. Uh, here's some notes from the mailbag. Um, I'm not going to like read any of these specific emails because there's a theme to them. Okay. And so I just want to address the theme directly, but thank you for emailing me, madman at fxbgpr.com. Um, here's, here's the flaw of, of me is that when I write, my jokes tend to be very tight. They're very terse. Uh, and you know, I spin a tangled skein of jokes. And so I got to mix in some punchy, some punchy jokes with way homers Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So the theme I got from these emails was um, the theme I got was uh, the fraternal order of police are a gang. Volunteer <laughs> firefighters are a gang. Um, fraternal order of police, uh, I say yes is a gang. And um, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just my opinion. And um, just like I think a teacher's union is a gang because the teacher's union is interested in benefiting teachers not education that's why you get all these dipshits in schools now all right fair enough fraternal order police be a police officer absolutely don't join the gang <laughs> that's just my opinion however when it comes to volunteer firefighters the fact that they are gangs has been widely established and widely well known for a very 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 long time long before there were beat cops and even back like in i think in like new york even back in uh like the turn of the century, mm-hmm. even the cops that existed at that time were basically just around to stop poor people from harassing rich, rich people. I think you need to clarify which turn of the century because... 19th. Uh, okay. 19th? Yeah, eight, 19th century. Yes. That's so tricky. No, the 20th century. That's what I mean. Yeah, 20th century. But mostly, yeah, mostly cops were there just to stop... Uh, so the rich guy goes like, please stop, and they you know, get a bribe for it. You know? Right. This poor person's harassing me. And I'm trying to get boardwalk in a park place. Because everyone wants it. Everybody. Yeah. And so, um, uh, 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 and firefighters were basically started off being gangs. And gangs were just started, started because um, there was no fire brigade, if any. Right. You know, sometimes there were, sometimes there weren't. But um, uh, it was just basically guys in the neighborhood. It's like, there's a fire. We need to deal with this before the whole city goes up. And so a gang would form to help fight the fire. Right. And then they became that district's volunteer firefighters. Mm-hmm. All right. Then in like big cities like New York, um, 
these uh, the these volunteer firefighter organizations have a little districts all over the place, and the city started giving them like uh, bonuses for the number of fires they put out, or something like that. And so you'd have multiple, Uh-oh. yeah, you'd have multiple stations arriving at a, at a fire trying to put it out to claim it, and it ends up being a brawl, and you got a bunch of like <laughs> Irish guys and <laughs> English guys fighting each other in the streets. You know? and nobody putting out the fire. And nobody's putting out the fire. <laughs> I want my money. Exactly. So don't pretend like vol- there's not true proof that volunteer firefighters are gangs. They are historically gangs. I don't know how it works today, but I'll tell you one thing. Um, I thought about becoming a firefighter. After talking to a few people, nah, I feel like I'm joining a gang. Interesting. So I just want to comment on those people, and thanks for emailing me. I love to, re- uh, to give you a rebuttal. So you can understand why I'd say such a thing like the fraternal or the police is a gang and volunteer firefighters are a gang. Thanks for putting out the fires. Thanks yeah. for thanks for being police officers and yeah. not pulling me over because I'm white, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The only time I was ever profiled was when I had a hat on backwards. So I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaving a tobacco shop and I had a hat on backwards. The first thing I got out of his mouth was like, you any marijuana in this car? He's like, Jesus, man, I've just got a pack of cigarettes. You see the cigarettes here? Oh, the, the worst one I got was uh, I was driving home from swim practice. It was 95, no, it was 96. Uh, fresh, out of, uh, uh, fresh out of high school, and I'm driving home, and I was recovering from a shoulder injury. So I was spending more of my time, instead of training myself, I was helping teaching the younger kids proper uh, uh, stroke technique phrasing and uh one of the parents had given me a big old gallon sized sack of this homemade baguette bread that she'd already cut up for me oh wow and here i've been in the pool my eyes are bloodshot from chlorine yeah i've got long black hair because of the water and i'm wearing a black leather trench coat and all of a sudden this cop whips around turns on his lights it's like okay I know he's going after the guy who just went blazing past me a minute or two ago, but no, bloop, bloop, behind me. All right. I pull over. He comes over, shines his light. Before he even asked me, license or registration, do you know why I pulled you over? What you got in the car, son? I said, I got some bread. You want some? <laughs> Step out of the car, Is sir. Is that slang? <laughs> Step out of the car, sir. So I go back to the back of uh, the car. I don't know no better. And Did he look? He looked inside the car. Did he look in the bag? He looked in the bag. He saw the bread. <laughs> then he comes around to the back, and I've got my hands in my pockets. He puts his hand on his gun. Sir, take your hands out of your pockets. Sorry, man. This is the first time I've been pulled over. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> he tried to find some way to get me on anything he could, but they couldn't find shit. Your dad never told you put never put your hands in your pockets and around police? No. My dad didn't get... Uh, his first speeding, uh, his first ticket in anything until he was in his eighties. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't get a. Yeah, you learn that real quick. Yeah, even when they're walking up to the car, make sure your hands are on the wheel. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get shot. No, because he's just like you're playing with your cell phone. You're live tweeting. Hey, selfie time! I'm getting pulled over. You know, he think and he can't see what's in your hand. Right. You don't want to get shot over some bullshit like that. No. It ain't worth it. No. No, I'll pass on the being shot thing. So uh, next section here is Hill Hippie's Garden. What you got? Just a simple article that I'm titling Instant Karma. Let's hear it. So there's a man 
in India, who was crushed to death by an elephant. Oh, well, that's likely in India. Not so likely here. Not so likely here. I'm not going to say this guy's name because he is. But they're so hard. They're so hard. Oh, not only that, because but he's a fucking idiot, and I don't want to put any disgrace to him. Okay, whatever. But there, there's a video of this, so if you're interested, take a look at it forward online. It shows him whipping the elephant extremely hard as he's giving it a bath to try and make it sit down. And as he's whipping this thing as hard as fucking hell, he slips in the bath water, and the elephant sits down. Nice. Instantly on top of him. Is he dead? Instantly, Darwin Awards. Yes, one of the uh, one of the other trainers comes over and gets to the elephant and starts whipping the elephant, trying to get him you... off this guy. If I were the elephant, I'm not moving. <laughs> it took the elephant a minute to get back up, and on the video, <laughs> there's blood stains on the elephant's backside. It's an elephant. What do you expect <laughs> to happen? Exactly. Oh I mean, man. I feel sorry for this guy, but you kind of got what you yeah. deserve, dude. I just, I, I just don't have it in me to whip D- an animal that size. No, they're it just could, so huge. It could be a big, uh, big animal, small animal. I don't have it in me to whip that animal like that. Fuck that shit. But just, yeah, not, not that I. Oh, yeah, if it's smaller than me, beat the shit out of me. I'm not saying <laughs> that. Yeah. But a fucking horse? No way. I'm not fucking with him. No. Cats, dogs, yeah, serial killer time. Yeah. <laughs> No. Masochist. But just, wow. That's just right there, instant karma. Don't do stupid shit like that. That's what I mean. I've I've seen videos of elephants knocking cars over, you know. With ease. With ease. And I'm just like, there is no way I'm hitting it at all. No. If I throw, if I'm ever in Africa or India and just throwing stones or skipping stones, Mm -hmm. if there's a elephant in the direction of where I'm skipping stones, I wouldn't throw that stone that way. Nope. Just in case I'm that good at skipping stones. <laughs> and make it all the way across the river and it, it hits it in the trunk. <laughs> Comes but running I, across the river to get you. Fuck Africa because now I wouldn't go there because the fucking hippos. It's not the elephants. <laughs> it's not the elephants that scare me about Africa. It's the fucking hippos. They are the they most are so vicious. deadly animals. Their mouths are designed to be constantly sharpening their teeth. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. There are lots of reasons to go not go to Africa, and hippos are number one. <laughs> yeah, I, for me, Africa is a close second behind Australia, as in places I don't want to go. I don't want to go to India because the tigers and... Uh, um, dysentery and uh, <laughs> tigers, dysentery. They got their uh, Indian elephants over there. Yeah, it's easier to avoid the elephants and uh, tigers in India, but you're closer to the dysentery. Yeah, so you have to stay close to the dysentery to stay away from the tigers. Yeah, but but like Australia, <coughs> in the city, in the bush, it doesn't matter where you go. There's something there ready to kill you. Yeah, and it's. The more the, the smaller they are, the more deadly they are. Yeah, that's the thing about Australia. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you could be like fuck them kangaroos, but you you know, you, you could stay away from them. You cannot feed a McDonald's food. I think we did a story. <coughs> I sneezed on air now. There you go. That's the first time I think. Anyway, oh, yeah. that also reminds me of another video I saw this weekend, and I didn't stick with it long enough to do the research that I probably should have, but it showed a video of this. 
I want to say they claimed it was a new species of spider that was the size of a fucking dinner plate. Oh, my God. Dragging around um, a possum. Oh, my God. That it had killed and it was going to eat. And it was like, you know, a tarantula-style spider. No, hell I, no. Yeah, I watched about 15 seconds of this video. I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> You're triggering my arachnophobia, and it's, on, it's a digital thing on a screen. Yeah. What always gets me is the people who capture them, they get a, like a thing, and they put it on the ceiling. They capture one like that, and it's like, you're so stupid. What are you going to do now? Yeah. What are you going to do now? I would just let that spider be if he's up there. You know? I might watch him for a couple hours, because I'm crazy like that. A little bit. <laughs> Because there's a spider in my house, and I'm not going to try to, like, pin him to the ceiling. Oh, I will. Like an idiot. With the bottom of my boot. I did that for a while in my apartment. I had to get, like, a one of them putty knives to, like, scrape, <laughs> scrape spider carcasses. Damn, there's so many spiders in Virginia in the summer. Oh, yeah. I started seeing them lately because spring's coming, and the birds are moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard birds, like, like two days ago, I heard birds for the first time, and I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Oh, what birds. I remember oh, birds. I remember. <laughs> you remember? I remember birds. So, uh, you done with Hill Hippies Guard? Yep. Okay, so uh, now it's time to pay the bills. We are sponsored here at FXBG Public Radio and Shock Monkey Radio by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Go visit their site at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. They are located at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue here in Fredericksburg. Um, they have a limited delivery area of about five miles from that address. So, sorry, King George. King George. Okay. Um, uh, their number is 540-898-8607. And uh, that's not right. That must be the one that's on their website. That's their fax number. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder they've been complaining about people calling the fax machine and not sending a fax. Their number is 898-5008. You see, you see it's the fax number down there at the bottom. Yeah, but... Who the, wrote this card? Who wrote this card? I think you did. No, that's not my handwriting. It's too neat. Okay, then I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, it's 898-5008. The one time you're not doing it off the menu... Yeah, I get it wrong. the actual number is much larger B- than bigger. the fax number. Anyway, they're open Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., uh, Friday and Saturday, they're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Sunday, they're open 12 to 8. Buy one and get one for free pizzas every single day. What's your favorite pizza? It's my favorite pizza of all time. That, that you've had from Danny's. Oh, that I've had from Danny's. The meat treat. Oh, that's a close second to barbecue pizza with the, the marinara sauce. When they make the barbecue pizza, they'll put barbecue sauce on it. Uh-huh. And um, that's great. If you like it, but I mean, for some reason, I think the barbecue really melds well with their uh, marinara, their uh, pizza sauce. Right. Marinara is different than pizza sauce. I know. I yeah. know. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Send your uh, angry emails to Madman. Madman at fxbgpr.com, and I'll make fun of you like I did those other people who was like, firefighters aren't gang members. And I was like, yes, you are. Um, so basically, I was just looking for a Time Splitters playthrough. And I caught, you know, got into some trouble. I, I love that game, Time Splitters. You ever play that? No. Oh, man, I loved it so much. And so I was just looking for, a, just for the nostalgia of it, looking for a run-through. And I saw this, uh, found this video. Uh, shout out to CyberDemon531. Um, sorry we got into an argument and uh, I had some beers in me. Uh, but I'll give you a shout out because um, I was looking for this video and she was doing a speed run. He, he was doing a speed run. Okay. 
she was doing a speed. They were doing a speed run. And um, let's leave it gender neutral. It was doing a speed run. They, no, that sounds de- demeaning. Um, they were doing a speed run of Time Splitters, the original, and they're only doing it on easy. And I was just, uh, or, I'm sorry, medium credit where credit's due. And I was just like, I only play these games on hard. I only play these games on hard. So I, uh, I, you know, posted something like to that effect to that video. Oh, oh it's a, you then I, your speed runs on medium. I only play on hard. Yeah. You're never yeah, going to impress I, me I was, unless it's on hard. Yeah, I was an elitist gamer. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Have I, you ever beaten Dark Souls? I've beaten Dark Souls. I was, Dark Souls I was riding Dark high. Dark Souls 3. I was riding high. I just beat Civ 3 on Monarch. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the shit. It's so... Um, uh, after the video, I was like, this is horrible. I watched it like halfway through. I made the comment and then, you know, disliked. And then I was like, wait a minute. Was that a dude? I think that was a dude. So I went to their channel. Cyberdemon531, go check it out if you want. And like the most recent video was a where she's talking about he they are talking about Tim Pool. And I was just like, oh, I know who that is because I've been doing some research okay. into, into a topic I wanted to do, which is basically this topic. And um she's just going off on how Tim Tim Pool is horrible and just horrible. And he's dumb AF, dumb as AF, dumb. AF. Dumb as fuck. S- seriously, she's, he, they say it like five, ten times in a row. Okay. Just you're dumb because, as fuck. You're dumb as fuck. Repeat something five times doesn't mean it's, it's true. Not only that doesn't, it also means it doesn't like just keep multiplying. Right. It does. Yeah. It's not an exponential curve. And, no. you know, believe me, I've, I, I don't know how many times I shouted Beetlejuice. The, now, uh, if you want to take your, uh, your put downs and put them into a Roth IRA and let them sit around for 20, 30 years, then, you know, this will come out that much stronger. But anyway, so I, I watched a little bit of her, him, they, um, dissing, because I think there were two of them. And, um, uh, uh, they were, you know, just dissing him. And this is like, there's no facts. There's no, it's all just emotion. He's such a dick because he's, he's, uh, uh, right of us, you know? <laughs> I'm a girl. And um, it just irritated me because it is in complete contrast to Tim Pool's videos. Search for at TimCast. Tim Pool is the greatest. I love this guy. I disagree with him, but I love him. And the reason I came across Tim Pool's videos is because I felt real bad. I was really concerned about the Democratic Party. I felt real bad about liberals because I think that in many ways you're getting off in this way, this... Uh, Talib uh, Cortez, cra- oh, what's her name? Uh, Oman, kind of crazy liberal mainstream. You're mainstreaming the crazy liberal, and I was like, I got real concerned. Is it's like, so I need to tell my uh, Democratic listeners that guy. I need to tell my Democratic listener. Excuse okay. me. Um, so I said, we actually yeah, have one. That- <laughs> I thought you had scared them all off. <clears throat> I hope not. I hope that they're, you know, they're here for the humor. They know I'm just a nice guy. I'm not here just to try to bat people around, but I was concerned about the Democratic Party and liberals in general. Right on. So I was searching for sensible liberals, and I found Tim Pool. Uh, I caught him. Well, I first noticed him on Joe Rogan Experience. Uh, I did. He did one with with Joe, and I, and for most of it, I was like, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. You're right. Okay. What? Well, um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's mostly like that. It's where uh, the guy's smart. 
You're not completely on board, but you're he, uh, sailing a similar He path. reads multiple sources. Um, he cites those sources. And he is very good at what he's doing in terms of being an intelligent liberal. And because he roasts people like AOC and stuff like that, and it's like, cause he's like, what's this bitch doing? I mean, I mean, that's my knee-jerk reaction of, if I could sum up, like, some of these videos I've seen about AOC, mm-hmm. that's, what's this bitch doing? Forwards sums up most of these videos <laughs> because people are like, did you read the Green New Deal? Yeah, I fucking read it. Did you believe it? I don't know. I think it's the funniest thing to come out of D.C. in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's the newest Superman, that's for sure. So I, I kind of made this comment on her video about, tw- uh, their video on Tim Pool, and I said all this. This is like, he, he cites his sources, he speaks, of, he speaks with logic and knowledge and not emotion. You know, he's not the kind of guy um, uh, who's just like whining and complaining and, and oh, you suck because you disagree with me. I mean, he actually thinks about these topics and, and Processes the information. Right. It's basically what I said. And then, boom, I get attacked by all these non-cis people, I guess I can, I should say. Nonsense? People? Non-cis? Non-cis? Whatever cis. cis means. Okay. You know what that means? I have no idea. Cis? People C-I-S? Call me, yeah, C-I-S. I don't know. Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what it is. But apparently I'm one. And so... Um, you don't even know what you are. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying... I'm not the kind of guy who wants to put everything into a category. You don't need to be and in treat box. it and treat it as a category. But anyway, I got a nobody little... puts Madman in a corner. That's right. And so I got into a little bit of an argument where people were like, "No, Tim Pool's an idiot." And I was like, oh, how, "Where's your proof?" And right, because he is okay. And I realized after like five or six posts, I realized it was like this is I don't know. It's like smacking a toddler around, which I would never do. But I mean, it's like smacking a toddler around. It's like after about five minutes, it's not fun anymore, right? Was it fun to begin with? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the point: is that I went entered a battle of wits with an unarmed person. Yeah, it sounds and, like it. Yeah, and um, where's your? Pick? And I felt bad. I felt like I was smacking around a toddler after a while. <laughs> Where's that's your, the metaphor I was going for. Right? Where, where's your proof? It's because he is. That's not proof. That's an opinion. <laughs> Yeah, Where's after, your proof? Yeah, after a while, you feel like, yeah, I'm abusing you. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I get a little vocal sometimes. Uh, and if you are um, uh, right of me, if you are left of me, um, look into Tim Pool because he's a sharp cat. And um, I think we, all, we need intelligent debate from both sides of the aisle. I think that this country was built upon it. And yeah. if the Democratic Party is going to go off the rails which I hope it doesn't, um, if it does, then leaving a single-party system is a bad thing. Yeah. But I think America's resilient, and they'll probably make another party, and like the Whigs. We'll get a resurgence of the Whigs. Maybe. Or maybe Federalists. Could Federalists. Be. Could be the Independent Party. Eh. I'd, I'd still call them Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's one of those things that made me laugh, because... Years and years and years ago, I registered as an independent, not an independent. Oh, you idiot. In- Don't do that. Fuck off. You're going to get jury duty. No, I'm not. But not not the independent uh, party, but as a non-party independent. All of a sudden, like a couple years later, I said, oh, what party are you? Uh, uh, independent. Oh, you're with those guys? What guys? No. Not- Motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm in a box and didn't mean to be. Yeah. I don't like boxes. No. 
Well, some boxes. Unless they're on a hillside. Uh, that's not the boxes I like. If they're made of ticky-tacky. Ticky-tacky? Yeah. A little on the hillside, all, all the same. What's ticky-tacky? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I've been looking for it. All I get is a bunch of YouTube videos. That's weird. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to talk about this picture that I posted for Instagram and okay. uh, Facebook and stuff like that promoting the show. It's a good guy showing his best film editing award. And so um, I don't really care about the Oscars, but I was curious about a movie I really did like, which is Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. And so I went and looked at exactly what they won because I heard they won and didn't, uh, I didn't hear exactly what it was. So I was like, okay, best actor. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, I, he absolutely did a good job portraying Freddie Mercury. Um, best sound mixing and sound editing, absolutely. Okay. I know how chopped up those Queen songs were in that movie. <laughs> All right. That was pretty good. The transitions were good, and there was only jarring to super fans like me. All right. And to make it's like, it... whoa, 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 you skipped a verse. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know. And to make it blend well, considering as many genres that of a Queen has hit. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was really good, but then the award best film editing, is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that an inside joke? Is that an inside joke? I don't know. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink to remaining members of Queen. Best film editing. He's not around to defend himself. Oh. Best film editing. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, saying them all, saying them all. Okay. You see what I mean? I think that's a joke. Okay. I think that Brian May that I, night was sitting there and was like, motherfucker. Bloody, no, he probably like bloody hell. And then he went and did astrophysics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home and do astrophysics all night <laughs> to, to quell my rage. I'm going to log into the, uh, the closest super telescope and see what I can find. <laughs> because he's amazing at guitar and he's amazing at that too. Uh, there's something interesting. Do you think as he's sitting there peering through the uh, the telescopes, looking at the celestial bodies, he's sitting there just playing some celestial type guitar rift as he's doing it? He's probably, yeah, thinking up in song. Absolutely. I totally believe that. And that fake Brian May is nothing compared to what he would come up with. Oh, yeah. I have no musical talent at all. I can tell. All. I can absolutely tell. I can pull out my ukulele and get you to sing a song soon. All right. Fuck off. I sneezed on the air. I haven't farted on the air, but I'll get you to sing. I'll get you to sing. Okay, well, wow, 35, 635. Uh, so you want to get into the news worth knowing? Don't I always? Of course you do. Um, I love this about Facebook. I use these, uh, when I, I number these articles, and number eight is this one. You know, I, at, you know number of the segments I do. Right. And number eight, fran uh, Facebook translates it into a uh, smiley face with sunglasses emoji. And that kind of pisses me off, because you can't number things <laughs> past eight anymore. Really? So the number nine is instantly just a smiley no, face. No, it, nine is fine. But it's like, now you ruined my list. Because <laughs> you put a, a smiley face with sunglasses on. Okay, here's something that's hilarious. Uh, Anti-feminazis campaign by Spanish ultra-conservative ultra group features bus with a photo of Hitler in makeup. What? Yeah. Spanish ultra-conservative Catholic organization has adopted a photo of Adolf Hitler with makeup as part of its campaign to fight against radical feminism or feminazis, claiming that gender violence laws discriminate against men. Haste oír, which is Spanish for make yourself... Whoa! 
Azte Oir, which is Spanish for Make Yourself Be Heard, launched the campaign last week with a bus featuring the photo of the former Nazi leader wearing makeup with the symbol of feminism on his military cap. And they're using the hashtag Stop Feminazis. Uh, this is what it says in Spanish on on the bus. Um, it is not gender violence; it's domestic violence. Uh, gender laws discriminate against men. And so, uh, if you could see this picture, it, they threw paint at it and stuff because they didn't like it. Excuse me. Um, but that, it's funny. He's got makeup on, and he's <laughs> that right there is destruction of property. Yeah, well, vandalism because it's on, it's on a bus. Uh, the campaign calls on Spain's conservative political leaders. Uh, Pablo Casado from the Popular Party, Albert Rivera from the Citizens, Ciudadanos, Ciudadanos, wow, it's been a while since I spoke Spanish, and Santiago Abiscal from the far-right party Vox to repeal the 2004 gender violence law and the legal protections granted to the LGBT community, Spanish Newport, uh, newspaper El Pais reported. Pais? Pais? The Peace, I think? P.S.? No. P.A.I.S. I don't know. My Spanish. It's been a long time. P.S. Yeah. Or, organizers plan to drive the bus through the streets of the Spanish capital before heading to Barcelona, Val- uh, Valencia, Sevilla, uh, Cadiz, and Pamplona. According to El Pace, uh, the conservative organization first made headlines in 2017 when it launched a widespread campaign against the trans- transgender community. The message plastered on the bus at that time read, Boys have penises, girls have vulvas. Don't let them fool you. If you're born a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you will continue to be so. So, uh, I guess they don't like truth in Spain because they're vandalizing. I guess. The vans. I don't know. I don't think it's... I don't use using the term feminazis. Yeah, I, that's a little... Incendiary. Yeah. Um, and using Hitler... Also a little incendiary, especially in Spain. A little bit. Especially in Spain. Especially in Spain. Or South France. Anywhere in Europe? I'm just talking about countries that colluded. Right. (laughs) It's just that, you know, Spain is apparently shaking that off better than France, which is... Because Spain's just sitting there and is like, but look at France. Yeah, you're right. Totally. <laughs> Fuck you, Frenchie. <laughs> no offense to any of the French people out there or Spanish people. But let's be honest about history. That's true. Let's be honest. Uh, I've been to Spain. It's great. I liked it. Hey, you know what? Any country that worships the pig and pork as much as that place does, you're all right in my book. Oh, this is why hotels are always better than than Airbnb. Oh, okay. Uh, a man admits killing an Airbnb guest at his Australia home over an unpaid $149 bill. A man in Australia committed in court on Monday that he choked an Airbnb guest to death over an unpaid bill, but claims that he's guilty of manslaughter instead of murder. Oh, that's just the first paragraph. It's, what, it was because it was a crime of passion? Jason Colton, 42 years old, is on trial for the October 2017 killing of 36-year-old uh, Ramiz Januzzi at his house in Melbourne. Prosecutors said that Januzzi had been subletting a room at the house from Colton, who was also a tenant. Oh, so there, he wasn't even in his house. Yeah, he was also a tenant. 
36-year-old had initially rented the room for three nights on Airbnb, but agreed to stay another week for $149. But when the week was up and John Uzi didn't pay, Colton responded with violence. Jurors at Victoria's Supreme Court heard. The 42-year-old allegedly threw John Uzi against a wall and choked him with his arm before punching him in unconscious. Oh. Yeah, it's manslaughter. Yeah. John Uzi later died from the compression of his uh, neck and blunt force trauma. This is from the ABC Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Um, before the confrontation turned violent, Colton forced John, U- John Uzi, uh, spelling error, uh, to check his bank account on his phone in order to show him that it showed less than $10, according to prosecutor Mark Gibson. So he didn't have the money. He faces, he faces a possible life sentence if a jury convicts him of murder. He face up to 20 years in prison if it's ma- manslaughter. So that's why he's doing that. But it sounds, it sounds like murder to me. Yeah. It's just a little? A little bit. A little bit. Sounds like a murder. Just a little bit. To kill a guy over 150 bucks? Yeah, right. What the fuck? 150,000 maybe. Maybe. But how long has he been living at your Airbnb? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, it's not even his house. Guy on couch, time to get out, pay. Yeah, it's not even his house. It sounds like, if I'm getting the gist of the story correctly, these are two guys that were staying there together. And yeah. And one guy convinces the other, stay for another week. I, I got you covered, man. Don't you worry. We'll, right. We'll hang out. They're like, oh, okay. And at the end of the week, yeah, I can't fit the bill. Motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't do it. It's manslaughter. Yeah. Dude, um, here's some advice. Uh, get the bottom bunk <laughs> and protect your asshole. Yeah, they're, yeah, prison's nothing like Airbnb. No. It's so cushy at an Airbnb <laughs> in comparison. Yeah. yeah, you get that for less than $150 there. Yeah. <laughs> Get it choked out for less than $150. Yeah. For bad blowjobs. And then raped. <laughs> uh, there they might be making you give those blowjobs, and if they feel teeth, you'll lose yours. See, it's only fun to make fun of men getting raped. You know that? That's just a little brief aside. Yeah. It's only funny to make fun of men getting raped. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go on with this story. On That's just a little brief aside. Just something to think about. A way homer, if a you will. A way homer. Um, but I love badass women. I don't know about you. Dude, I think we've already covered that. Yeah. yeah. All right. A Florida runner attacked by an 80-pound dog near half marathon's end. Julie Stackhouse, 40. A name like that. Stackhouse. You're in the gym, right? You're, you're the one that's grunt. Yeah. You're, you're the one that's throwing the weights down on the floor, pissing off people. <laughs> you're getting asked to leave. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting asked to leave. It's like, why, why are you picking on me? Because your name is Stackhouse. <laughs> You gotta be a badass with a name like that. What's her first name? Julie. Julie? Yeah. Well, you know, it could be because there is a character in uh, television and books called Sookie Stackhouse. Was not a badass at all. Huh. Well, this is, uh, this is nonfiction, what I'm about to read. Uh, she was in third place at a half uh, and a mile away from finishing the Donna Half Marathon race in Atlantic Beach, Florida when a bull terrier mix aggressively attacked and latched on before she got away. Still dripping with blood and adrenaline, she managed to finish the February 10th race, but passed out soon after she crossed the finish line. (laughs) 
I was running in a state of shock, Stackhouse said, according to runnersworld.com. In all my years of racing, I've never encountered anything like that. Yeah, I bet that's a new one. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Stack, yeah, Stack, Stackhouse said the dog was unleashed and knocked her over. He tried to bite her face. She managed to shield herself with her arm, and that's when the dog took a bite. She was then encouraged by her friend and her own self-motivation to finish the race, which she did in fourth place. With the dog lashed to her arm? No, bleeding. Well, it, it just goes from the dog lashed on and then encouraged to finish the race. It doesn't say anything about how she got the dog that was attacking yeah, her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... A lot what, of those runners, they'll, they'll, they'll run with, like, pepper spray and shit, right? I don't know. And we wear one in a marathon, it'll weigh me down. But, you know, that yeah. seems like an important part to this story here because dogs don't just take a bite and say, okay, I'm done, and toddle off. Yeah, it's true. There's more to that story. Yeah. You're right. Um... So I shot it. I, st- I choked it to death. It owed me $150. <laughs> but it was dog slaughter. It wasn't murder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was about 80 pounds, she says. It was aggressive, snarling, barking, growling. Yeah, I've met dogs. Um, <laughs> it was coming to attack, and I knew right away, she said. Uh, I instantly shifted from mile-to-go race mode to fight and flight. I needed to avoid it as best as possible. You'd think you'd choose flight. Yeah. But you're not outrunning a dog who no. has it in his mind. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I've had dogs come running at me in the past, and I hate to admit it, but I knew what was going to happen. So my first instinct is kick that motherfucker. And they tend to, you get a good solid kick, they tend to run off. Uh, yeah, I, I punched one in the face. Dog coming at me. Mm-hmm. I've punched one in the face. Usually that's enough. Yeah, it's like sharks. I, it's something I try never to do. But if they're trying to tear your throat out, yeah. fuck that. That's a dog. A pissed off dog. And I don't know if you know this, but there was this time called the, like the early '90s and '80s. I've heard rumors uh, about that. Yeah, where like it was very common to run across dogs. Yeah. Off the leash everywhere. Everywhere. People owned dogs and just let them do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. There was a time like that in this country. <laughs> Sometimes you you'd have to punch a dog in the face. Absolutely. And believe me, without animal control, some of you'd be out there in cities punching dogs in the face all the time because there'd be wild packs of dogs in the streets. Tearing people's faces off. Yes. <laughs> Stalking the finishing line of every marathon. <laughs> Waiting for the nice, the fittest people in this country. That's going to be some lean meat. Oh, it's the leanest meat. <laughs> and once they get here, they're going to be tired. You're not going to put up much of a fight. <laughs> exactly. They're already wore out. Oh, damn. That's why I don't run marathons. <laughs> One of many reasons. Dogs would be like, that guy probably tastes gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fatty. <laughs> uh, but it, it's covered in sweat. It's all, yeah, no, it's it's too salty. She says she admits she probably lost about 45 seconds on her time because of the encounter. That's it, 45 seconds. So what happened? Yeah. The dog took a taste of her. He's like, ugh. <laughs> the guy's lied to me. This ain't lean and tasty at all. But just got in his mind. It's like, I want to taste a human. And then he took a bite and he's like, ugh. 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 It's more salty than pork. Ugh. <laughs> Probably, right? Probably. <laughs> Especially, you know, somebody's been running a half marathon yeah. a mile from the end. You know they're sweating. Especially somebody who's in third place. You know she's been giving it her all. Well, I just wonder if adrenaline makes um, makes blood taste funny. You it know? could be. Ugh, it's all tangy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would think adrenaline would taste like. See, I think it would taste like ranch dressing. 
Goes well with human pig. Anyway, badass chick finishing the race. Yeah, no doubt. And then passing out. You know, it makes you wonder if she was, like, trying to find some piece of, uh, piece of her clothing that she could tear off and start wrapping the wound as she was running. That's funny. The picture is, like, it's a marathon runner. She's got nothing on. I mean, I'm so distracted by the legs, it took me a while to find the cut on her arm. It was <laughs> Fair enough. Because runner's legs, woo, girl. Yep. You're 40, but still, damn. I mean, that's pretty much why I noticed it. <laughs> the legs. <laughs> oh, oh, that I re- oh, I guess she's bleeding from the arm somewhere. <laughs> Let me find it. Oh God. Okay, let's go on to this next story. Um, Oregon man and his dog survived five days in a vehicle stuck st- stuck in snow while eating taco sauce by eating taco sauce. Uh, his dog were found alive on he and his dog were found alive on Friday after the vehicles got stuck in snow, forcing the 36 year old to eat packets of Taco Bell hot sauce to survive. Jeremy Taylor and his dog Allie uh, were located near Wake Butte, Oregon just after 2 p.m. on Friday when he reported missing uh, was he was reported missing on Wednesday Deschutes County Sheriff's Office said the hell Taylor who enjoys off-roading was driving last Sunday when his vehicle got stuck in the snow he told investigators he woke up the next day and tried to walk to safety but the deep snow made it hard and he forced him and Allie to return to the trapped vehicle uh, this is what the sheriff's office said. Jeremy stayed warm over the next four days by periodically starting his vehicles, his vehicle and used a few taco, taco sauce packets he had as food. Police began searching for Taylor on Wednesday and said that he was last seen Sunday getting gas in Sun River. On Friday, the snowbiller, a snowboy, wow, <laughs> snowboy, it's been a while since I've been up north. Snowboiler. Snowmobiler. Thank you. <laughs> Holy shit. That was the hardest word I ever to get past. It was a prayer. Oh, man. Anyway, this guy on a snowmobile. Hey, you got it. <laughs> he located the duo uh, who were described to be in good shape, a uh, good condition, but hungry. Um, they were later reunited, reunited with friends and family. Uh, Taylor later wrote on his Facebook page that he and his dog were safe, but also confirmed that he survived on three packets of Taco Bell hot sauce, saying, quote, Taco Bell fire sauce saves lives. Yeah, but not yours. I think he's lying about the 50, like, mild ones he had in there. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Or maybe it's a 50 mild one. The dog got, he found, he found the bag of taco sauce, and he yeah. ate all the mild ones. Yeah. Now, what that, you can survive up to three weeks <coughs> without food. Yeah. Here's what that taco sauce actually did. Uh, did. It saved you from eating your dog. Yeah. That's all it did. Or him eating you. Because after it's like, all right, buddy, you get the last packet. Yeah. All right, pal. Don't eat me, huh? <laughs> did it say what type of dog he had? It did not. I bet it wasn't an 80-pound. Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> you would have got eaten. 80-pound bull terrier. You would have got eaten. Yeah. All right. Um, this, this story, I'm just like, seriously? Calling the cops. A uh, Wisconsin man in a panda suit sparks a 911 call by a neighbor who reported a big teddy bear. Wisconsin man's attempt to play a prank on his neighbors ended up in devolving into a literal pandemonium. Could you not? Dun, 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 dun. Could you not, Fox News? Could you not? Um, last month, after police were called to a neighborhood on report of a suspicious animal. 
The Muskego Police Department told CBS 58 the incident took place on February 22nd after a resident contacted authorities to report a panda bear being spotted at the front door of a home. The caller thought it was suspicious since the panda bears are not native to the Badger State. <laughs> no shit. You Maybe you should think twice about calling 911. Quote it. There's a panda outside. I don't know what to do. They're not supposed to be here. Yeah, I don't think they live around here, but... And it's walking on it's walking on its hind legs. <laughs> exactly. And it looks like it ain't been fed too while. The skin's all floppy. Yeah. Quote, it's a big teddy bear, the caller told the operator on, uh, on in a recording of the call obtained by CBS 58. Uh, when asked for further details, the operator, uh, by the operator, the caller replied, teddy bear, honest to God. It looks like a teddy bear, honest to God. Officers responded to the home and made contact with the panda bear, who turned out to be a 48-year-old resident in costume. What a shocker! Right? Wow. Oh, I hear horses in the distance. The zebras are coming. Right? Uh, the man, who does not want to be identified. Thank you, cops. Right. Being nice about this. Uh, he told uh, CBS 58 that he had been asked to dog sit at a friend's house and thought, it'd be, thought of dressing up to... This is why dog... Dog sitting is a bad job. You get super bored. <laughs> <laughs> and you think walking down the street dressed up as a yeah. panda is a good idea. You, you get super bored or super high. And <laughs> it's probably a little column A, a little column B. I'm going to get out of this costume. Anyway, I knew that my neighbors had a security camera set up. And I thought, well, I'm going to make the ordinary extraordinary. I'm going to dress up in a panda outfit, he told the television station. So just as I was about to pivot up and walk up my lawn, I turn around and see at least three squad cars and a fourth and a fifth coming. <laughs> I what the was, fuck's going on around yeah, here? There must be something bad going on. Uh, the man said that he knew his neighbors had surveillance cameras and wanted to prank them by donning the $125 suit. He said he also picked up his daughter from school in the suit and greeted her at the school bus since pandas are our favorite animal. <laughs> Uh, police made contact with the homeowners and verified that the panda, who verified that the panda was allowed at their home. The resident told CBS 58 that she was thankful that the neighbors are looking out for her property. What the hell? Here's another thing, you know. You kind of feel like you'd be trolling the dogs showing up in a panda costume. Yeah, the, the dogs would be losing their minds. Yeah. I guess it's you know, not a dog, dog neighborhood, I guess. I, I, sounds like a really bad pet sitter but one with a great sense of humor you get bored you get bored they're just dogs yeah it's worse than hanging out with kids because at least kids eventually start talking and say stupid shit yeah where dogs there's only so many times you can rub them and go big sweetie you're a big sweetie scratch 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 yeah I'm done yeah all right we got about four minutes left, five minutes left. Uh, let's go into this last news story. You know I like to leave on a positive note. Yay! Uh, Atlanta professor holds baby while teaching so, his dad, so the dad could take good notes. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. When Wayne Hayer couldn't find a babysitter for his five-month-old five month daughter, Asata. Her name's Asata. Asata Hare. Asata Hare. Uh, Sounds like she's going to grow up to be the chosen one. Right. It's a badass name. Uh, he couldn't find a sitter, but he remembered a promise his Moorhead College professor had made him. 
mathematics professor Nathan Alexander at the Atlanta-based um, historically uh, black college uh, told his college senior he could take his daughter to class if he needed, but Hayard hadn't intended to take him up on it. It just so happened that the uh, kin kinesiology, study of kinetics, I guess. I guess. Kinesiology student. Oh, wait, K-I-N-E-S-I-O. Yeah. Yeah. Study of kinetics, right? Study of motion, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was left no op other option on Friday. Uh, Hare's wife, who usually picks her up, uh, stays at home with the baby, was going to pick up a SADIS birth certificate, and Hare didn't want her to have the hassle of carrying the baby on public transportation by herself. Uh, this is according to the Washington Post. Uh, Hare told the outlet he felt nervous about bringing the baby to class, um, especially at an all-male college. <laughs> he had heard of women taking their children to classes before. Oh, he was worried about... Judgment. Come on, man. Yeah. You're dead. It's different different times. Different times. Right. Uh, but midterm exams were coming up, and he, uh, Hare had to make it to the lecture either way. Um, when Hare, laden with his book bag on his back and a sawdust strap to his chest, he walked into Alexander's classroom. The professor didn't even bat, a, bat an eye. He said, no problem. In fact, I'll even hold her so you can take better notes in class. Hare's classmate, Nick Vaughn, wrote in a Facebook post, Alexander held a sada for the whole lecture. Now when it comes, she's sleeping. She's sleeping. Now when it comes to kinetic energy, you need. <laughs> everyone, grab yeah, everyone's closer, scooting up closer. closer. Don't drag the desk. Don't drag. Just come on. And then, and he's just sitting there bouncing. He's bouncing. And then, with the kinetics, what you do is you divide by eight, right here, in the delta time, right over here. <laughs> The acceleration of That's gravity. why I picked the stories because these are the images. Second per second. <laughs> this is these are the images that popped up in my mind. Nice. <laughs> when I read this story. Oh, that is fucking awesome. I though. know. Uh, he posted pictures of of Alexander and Asada on Twitter and Facebook on Friday, and the heartwarming posts went viral as well. They should. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was an encounter that truly showed me that the power and impact of HBCU can have for the black community. For this professor uh, to understand that life happens, and sometimes there's just no ways around it. This is what the teacher wrote, uh, the professor wrote on Facebook. Uh, Alexander told the Washington Post that he's proud of Hare and was happy to help him out. Um, here's an idea of what a student is, and we don't think of ways to support parents that are students. That's where I come in. He's okay, okay, you're getting into yourself now. <laughs> Community matters. I want a world where Wayne doesn't feel like he can get, he can't get ready for an exam, even though his childcare fell through. Uh, I'm a hero. I'm, I'm super awesome that I did this. I mean, I guess if you did something nice. And you didn't think for a second it'd go viral because I mean this is the world we live in. Where all of a sudden, you know, yeah, your granny panties or something like that. Your your, your viral YouTube sensation, yeah, or something like that. That's a Zach and Mary reference, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you don't know what's going to happen. It's like right, uh, and the, the news sources. I I need a statement. I want a statement. What? He needed my help. I did it. Okay, cool. No kidding. Glam it up, man. Glam it up. You're, you're a star. You did something awesome. Glam it up. See, I, I kind of want to go and like, uh, get a hold of some of these images from this uh, that they posted on Twitter and so forth so I can like, Photoshop uh, the baby taking notes, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the baby's in his arms. He's got a little notepad. <laughs> I'm going to learn all about kinetic energy today. The eyes wide open and looking up back at the professor. <laughs> <laughs> can you slow down? Slow down. Oh, boy, so here we are about one write, hour mark right now. How do you now. write an A again? One hour mark. Um, 
this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you. Check us out on social media. Uh, Shock Monkey Radio Redux on Facebook. Um, look for me. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Look for at SL Robbins. What is this, 13? SL Robbins 13. That's your, from your Exit 13 series? Yeah. Okay, then probably at, that yeah. makes sense. At SL Robbins 13. Um, yeah, and go to my YouTube channel. Search for the Madman Lowercase or FXBG Public Radio. I'm sure you're bound to find some of my videos. And uh, Hill Hippie has a channel as well, don't you? I do. Yeah, just search for Hill Hippie or FXBG Public Radio. Or, tag. or both, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you can find them. And on my, pa- uh, on my channel, you can find a link to uh, FXBG Public Radio's channel and the Madman Lowercase's channel as they are featured channels through All my... All right, I forgot to do that. I got to do that. <laughs> Alrighty, so this is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. Bye. Later, y'all. I'll figure it out here in a second. Give me a second. One. Second's over.